0: Hey there, fellow ventures and creative souls. I'm Heather, your elopement and wedding photographer turned business coach. Welcome back to Wild Penure. Let's get started. I'm so excited to dive into today's topic, which is consult calls. Consult calls are really important if you're a service based industry, especially for wedding and elopement photographers. I know when I implemented this into my business, it was a game changer. I stopped just sending emails, hoping people would book that way, and I decided that right away I would get them on a consult call. And I went from converting 50% of my bookings, which is pretty average in the industry, to doing 80%. So once I started getting on those consult calls, I was able to have a conversion rate. of 80% of people who I get on a call with actually book. So I think those are really good numbers and worth getting on a consult call for. So there's two kinds of consult calls that I feel like happen inside a business or two types of calls. The first one is what I call a consult call. That's what initially when someone wants to decide if you're a perfect fit and if they wanna book you, they're gonna jump on a consult call. So everywhere on my website it says jump on a free consult call. Let's book your free consult call. Letting them know I'm giving them a free something free. It's valuable, right? This is part of my time and energy. I'm going to offer 45 minutes of my time and energy to them to see if we are the perfect fit and to help them to get to know me better so they can make the best decision moving forward if I'm going to be their their photographer for their wedding and elopement. The other kind of call that we offer inside of a business will be after they book. These are just as important. As you're working with your clients, you want to make sure that they feel supported and nurtured and then call you and have check-ins with you and you are set up as the expert and the authority and someone that they can check in with it also makes your actual wedding day with them goes so much smoother because they've had contact with you now I personally allow my couples to have calls with me as many times as they want. Some couples jump on often. Some only do the consult call and then the final call right before the wedding. So I do a one week prior to wedding call with everyone. Even if they're like, oh, we're super busy. We're good to go. We don't need to jump on a call. I'm like, seriously, five minutes. I just want to check in with you. Take a pulse. So it's just to let them know like, hey, I've been thinking about you. I want to make sure the timeline looks good. There's nothing big that's happened that I'm not aware of that maybe fell through the email cracks. Let's just like touch base and get a pulse, right? And so that's the one week before wedding hall. And I do that um, one week before. Or if we're traveling and they're getting somewhere earlier because it's a destination wedding, I just do it before they travel. So before they leave for their wedding, one week before they leave if it's a destination. And so, but in between there, I do offer other calls and they have a link to my calendar and they can set up a call anytime they want. These are 15-minute calls, just like, I call them planning calls. They can jump on, they can vent about something that's happening, or they might need to ask me some questions and things that they're planning, or they just want to get some really good feedback. And this is super important. Like, just yesterday, I jumped on a call with one of my couples for next year and they were so grateful. At the end of the call, they both said, like, this was so helpful. It gave us so much clarity. We haven't had this kind of support from any of our other vendors. And they would have a planner. And they were like, we just need to really get on and feel like, what is the day going to look like? What does it feel like? That call ended up being a 45 minute call. I really walked through their timeline with him, gave him suggestions. We talked about the pros and cons of first look. Would they want to do a first look with her dad? Um, You know, how how much do they want to take time away from their cocktail hour and do family photos is it important for them to have wedding photos we went through all the pros and cons of everything so they can make some really good decisions we talked about when would be the best time to have the cake cutting when's the best time to have the first dance have they seen um people do this or that like what recommendations did i have and they were so happy that i could jump in and be the expert and guide them and lead them and i'm like look at i shot over 500 weddings absolutely i have all kinds of ideas for you just ask let's talk about it i'm not here to convince you way or another. I'm going to give you information. You two talk it over. You let me know what's the best fit for you. So this way they feel supported. They also can come to you for advice. It's really good to offer those calls throughout the process. But let's talk about today. Let's really focus on the consult call. What is going to happen when you're trying to convert that lead into a booking? To me, the consult call is the number one thing that's going to get that conversion to happen. And why? Why do we do consult calls? Well, first, you want to establish trust, right? So if they are gonna to wanna to work with you, the best thing to do is maybe they've stopped your Instagram, maybe they checked out your website, maybe they just found your website and, and submitted an inquiry and they don't know a lot about you. We have no idea how much information these people have about us or how much they've followed us or how much of our content they've seen. And so they might have a lot of questions for us, or they might just need to hear your voice for the first time or see you or talk to you or ask you questions or feel like you are the right person for them. So this is how you establish trust with someone who's thinking about working with you, is you can get on a call with them and talk through with them things. And this really helps them feel seen and heard. And as an individual couple, not just like a mass of people that you're talking to in your audience every day. The next part is it shows that you're willing to give time and energy to these people. So even though they haven't booked with you yet, even though they haven't exchanged any money with you yet, you're willing to pour in some time and energy and effort. And that goes a long ways. Like if I'm going to invest in someone, I want to first know that they're going to pour into me and they're going to show up. So how do I show up in my business? Well, if I, right when I get an inquiry, I reply, I give you a link to book a call with me. We jump on a call really quickly. You're going to feel seen and heard, and I'm going to feel valued as a client, and that's going to make me feel like, oh, this person really shows up in their business, and they're going to show up for me if I book with them, right? You want to know that your wedding or a photographer is going to show up for you, that they're going to be around to help you through navigating your wedding, that they're going to show up on your wedding day, that they're going to be punctual, that they're going to be on top of things. So if you follow up with an inquiry and right away get on a call with people, that, one, it establishes trust, and two, it shows who you are and how you show up in your business this. And it's going to really set you apart because not all wedding photographers do that and not all wedding vendors do that. A lot of people just book via email and then, You know, they're not really sure what's happening next. And I feel like they're not supported throughout the process. So this is going to make you really stand out as a wedding photographer. If you right away get back to an inquiry, let them know, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to get on a call with you really quickly. And you get on that call and you answer questions and you show up for them. You are going to stand out. And most likely, a lot of the times the first call they book is the call that they're going to end up booking with for their wedding photographer. So you kind of want to get in front of that and be like the first person to get on a call. So they're sending out inquiries and they've sent out like to 10 of their top wedding photographers and you're the first one to get on a call with them. You're a lot more likely to be the person that they're going to book with. And then another reason why it's really important to jump on a consult call is to make sure that you're a good fit. You want them to feel like, okay, yeah, I know who you are. I know how your brand works and you feel like the perfect fit for me. And that goes the other way too. Sometimes I've gotten consult calls and there's been a lot of red flags and I thought, you know what, I am not the right photographer for you. Like we're not a good fit. There's reasons that I think someone else might be better for you and I'll actually just refer them. And it's great to have, you know, some referrals, people you trust, a community of photographers you trust that you can refer these clients to. If they're not a great fit for you, if they're telling me that they want a very traditional wedding day and they need 12 hours of coverage and they're going to have 400 guests, that's no longer my ideal client. And so I would refer them on to somebody who I know is going to serve them better. So not only is a consult call good for figuring out, like, are they a good fit for you, but they're also figuring out if you're a good fit for them. And then this is a really good time for you to figure out, do I want to work with this person? And if not, have some people you can refer them to because that looks great on your business as well. Like you're not just saying like, well, sorry, I'm booked. I can't work with you. But you can say like, hey, I don't really think that I can serve you best, but I know a photographer who specializes and niches down into the things that you do. And so I think they're going to be or that you want, right? Not that you do. You're going to help them find the photographer. That does the thing that they're looking for that maybe you can't offer or you don't feel comfortable offering. And so that that is going to set you apart as a business owner. And I guarantee you, if they have family and friends that are a good fit for your business, they're going to recommend you because they're going to be like, not only did this person get on a consult call with me, they were honest. They weren't just going to take my money. They let me know like we're not the perfect fit, but here's somebody who is. So that's another reason why a consult call is really important. It's important for your business so you don't end up with a couple that doesn't match with your brand values and doesn't align with who you are and doesn't really value you and your photography. Likely to get ghosted. I know this is a complaint I hear a lot in our industry. I just get ghosted. I get these emails and I get ghosted. You are a lot lot less likely to be ghosted by a couple who got on a consult call with you. They will usually get back to you and let you know if they're not going to book with you. And they will let you know why a lot of times, or you ask why. I always follow up. For the 20% that don't book with me, I follow up. You know, oh, I'm so happy you did find a photographer that's a better fit for you. If you can let me know if there's anything I could have done better to serve you. And usually it's It comes down to something that I'm like, okay, well, it's good. We weren't a good fit. I'm glad we didn't end up booking together because you're right. You know, this wasn't an alignment or this didn't match or this didn't work. And so they usually or you might get some feedback and then think, okay, next time I need to change this or this is something I need to update or this is something I can do different in my business so I don't lose an ideal client. So it's really good to get that feedback and you're less likely to get ghosted and be able to have that open communication and that feedback because you guys have already jumped on a call together. So you've created a relationship and established some trust. And so it's a lot easier for them to get back to you and talk to you versus just ghosting you and moving on. So having that consult call also will give you feedback for your future so you can continue to tweak what you're doing, your offers, how you're offering things so that you can make sure that you're getting the most leads are the most bookings from the leads that are coming in. Okay so let's talk about what this call actually looks like. First of all how do you set it up? So the way that it works for me is as soon as someone inquiries I send them an email and a text and I send the text just to say, hey, I sent you an email. A lot of my emails go to spam. I want to make sure you got the email. Let me know if you have any thoughts. And if you didn't receive the email so I can make sure it gets to you. Because a lot of times our emails just get lost. They get lost in the spam folder. Maybe they put their email in wrong. Things happen. So just that follow up text is really good. And then some people prefer to text and you can start talking there and that's great. Other people don't prefer to text and they'll go check their email and then you continue the conversation there. But you can follow your client's lead on this one. Then once I've sent that initial email and Text and wherever I'm following up, right away I'm going to follow up with a hey, let's get on a call. I have X, Y, and Z times open and I give them times the next day or if it's early in the day, that day and the next day. Like within the next 48 hours, I give them about three times that I have available. If they come back to me and they don't have any of those times available, I'll give them a link to my calendar and I'll say, Are any of the, like, I'm so sorry none of those times work for you. Here is a link to my calendar so that you can set up a call that works best for you. And I only open that link up for maybe 72 hours because I really want to get someone on a call within 72 hours. You don't want it to take longer than that. You want people to get on a call as quickly as possible after they inquire. They're a lot more likely to convert into a booking if you get them on a call quickly before anybody else can get them on a call. And because you're quick to act, they feel taken care of. And remember, I did say that it's more likely that someone's going to book the first person they get on a call with. It just happens to be the statistics show that. So if you can get on the call first, you, statistically speaking, will have more of a chance to book with them. So, getting them on a call really quickly, giving them that sense of ur- urgency to book the call within the next 48 to 72 hours is very important. And something that I think is really hard when I'm coaching people, they're like, I don't know, I have things going on, they have things going on, I don't wanna pressure them. I'm telling you, at the end of the day, this really changes your conversions as to. Really give people a sense of urgency to get on that call while the lead is hot. They just inquired. They're very excited. They're thinking about wedding plans. They wanted to see if you had availability. Now is the time to get on a call with him okay so once you've established this you have set up the call you're ready to get on the call you could do the call a couple different ways now i always offer just a regular phone call first because a lot of people are like if you offer a video call they they feel like they have to look a certain way or they have to be dressed or whatever it is or they don't want to be coming off of work or whatever their excuses or reasons might be so it's a lot easier to get someone to commit to a call than a video call however if my couple prefers video call for some reason they want to see me they prefer that video call Absolutely, I will offer a video call for them if they ask for it. So that's just kind of how I handle it. But you can do a phone call or a video call for your first initial consult call, whatever you're most comfortable with, and you will feel like converts best. Okay. So now you're ready to dive into the call. How do you create a consult call that people feel supported, heard, seen, you answer their problems, you come off as the expert, and you basically close the sale at the end of the call? How does one create a call like that? So I'm going to give you kind of my outline for how I do my calls. And then you should be able to implement this into your business. Obviously, put it in your own voice, your own brand, your own tone, and take it and make it your own. But there are solid kind of steps and foundational pieces that are really going to help you have a very successful call that will convert that lead into a booking. Okay, so the first one is you want to establish yourself as an expert right off the bat. So you want to make sure that you're warm and you're welcoming and you're friendly and you're not too businessy, right? You wanna show up as a professional though. So as you're talking to them, you're not talking to your best friend, not talking to your girlfriends, you are talking in a professional manner. So you can have a laid back and friendly tone if that's part of your brand, it is part of mine. And also showing up as an expert. So that means you're going to drive the call. You're going to be the leader. You're going to be in charge on the call. You're going to make sure you handle the flow of the call. You kind of make sure things wrap up at a decent time. You know, if you offer a 45 minute call, that's what I do. You don't want to take an hour and a half of their time unless it's on. You know, something that they wanted to do, and they're like, hey, do you have some extra time? We have some extra questions. But in, you really want to make sure you're driving the call, that it stays within that 45 minutes, that you don't overuse and abuse their time, and that you are making sure that their questions are getting answered and that the call is productive and leading in the way that you want to do. So you need to be in charge and you need to be the driver of the call. However, that doesn't mean you don't listen. You really also need to be a good listener. In fact, I think that's a really important piece of. Being on these calls is your listening skills. I think too often we want to show up, we want to talk to them, we want to tell them all about us and all about our business. And really, what they want is someone to listen to them about their wedding, their problems they're having, the issues that they're thinking about, the things that they want to include, how they want their wedding to go, what kind of photos they want at the end of their wedding day, what they want to do with their photos. They want to be able to ask these questions, talk about these things, and they really want someone to listen to them and provide solutions and hear them and understand them so that they can feel like, okay, this person gets me and they're really gonna be able to show up on my wedding day how I want them to, and they're gonna be able to create the photos and images that I am looking for them to create. So exactly how do you do that? How do you drive a call and also let the person feel like they get to do a lot of the talking and they're being heard and listened to. So one of the things that I did in the past that really helped is I found questions. So if you are, you know, looking to get booked for 2024, maybe start Googling like you're a couple that just got engaged and what questions should I ask my photographer? Um, what things should I look for in a wedding photographer? All of those kind of questions because those are the things that they're gonna look for. There was this year that the knot have put out like 10 top questions to ask your wedding photographer. And I remember getting a list a Like, right in a row, a whole bunch of calls where every couple asked me this one really weird question. And I was like, where are they getting this from? And I finally went and Googled it and I found the list and I got that list and I got in front of it. So then for the rest of my calls, I made sure I answered all those questions kind of before they could even ask them. So this was really impressive to them because they thought, oh, she's already answering the questions on the list that I was told I should ask. She obviously is an expert in these things because I didn't even have to ask and she has the answers for me. And I didn't come on the call and just like rattle them off. I wove them into the to the conversation. When I could feel the conversation was going in that direction of a certain question, I would get on top of it before they could even ask me the question. And so I think it's really important. Like I said, you're driving and you're leading the call, right? But you are letting them talk and you're kind of letting them take the lead. So I'm not going to just answer the questions from like one to 10 in a row. You're going to go with the flow of the call. And we will go over more of like what an outline of the call looks like and how you can answer those questions exactly. But I think it's really important to know if there is anything out there the year, the, for that year that's trending that brides are looking at, that they're going to ask you certain questions so you can kind of get in front of it and be the expert and have a really solid answer for those questions. Okay, and then another thing that's going to be really important is that you provide solutions. So they're going to come to you with questions also. They're going to be like, you know, how do you feel about first look? Do we do a first look? What is a first look? Or we've been reading more about this and we were wondering about that and let them ask questions and make sure you have solutions based inside your business. So for example, I happen to specialize really in adventure and elopement and intimate weddings. That's what I do, like intimate destination weddings, Destination elopement weddings, that's my jam, right? So when people come to me and they're like, hey, like we've really been thinking about doing an elopement, we're feeling overwhelmed because once we mentioned it to our family, there was a lot of hurt feelings and people aren't really on board. So now we don't know what we want to do. And then I can come to them and be like, oh, I, yeah, I know that can be like overwhelming. And I have a lot of couples have experienced this and I can share with them like what other couples have done that have been successful and what I've seen. And one thing that I always share with my couples is, All these couples that started out just like you, who came to me with the same worries and same questions once the day was done and over, none of them have regret- regretted it. I haven't had any couple come to me and be like, gosh, I really wish I did that 200 person wedding. I'm so bummed we elope. Like they are all so happy and they have no regrets. So that's one thing is like solidifying to them and letting them know, hey, I have experience to know that you're probably not going to regret this decision. And then I can give them also like, okay, here's some questions to ask you so- yourself to make sure this is really the route you want to go. And if it really is, how can I help them then Tell their family. So then I've created resources around that because this is something that I saw be a common problem for my couples. So you have ideal couples that you're working with, you will see that they all have kind of common problems, common questions, and you want to provide those solutions to that. And you can create resources that provide those solutions. So I'll tell them this is something I see so often. I create a blog post on, you know, how to include your family in your intimate elopement. So They're like, oh, great! This is awesome. I'm gonna go read the blog post when we hang up. They see that I've already solved their problem before we even got on the call. I was able to anticipate their needs and I have a solution to their problem. So I was listening. I listened to them. I didn't cut them off. I didn't jump in with the solution before they could finish. I listened to all their feelings about, you know, how they're on the fence about this because maybe they're gonna hurt their family and friends' feelings. How are they gonna include their family and friends if they go off on this adventure elopement? And after I listened to them, I validated that. Yes, you're not the only couple to feel that way. I've had a lot of couples feel that way. And here's how it turned out for them. And here's a helpful resource that I already have that I can give to you. And this is a blog post that talks about how to help include your family and friends in your Loma Day. And then I'll talk about like what that might look like for them. Hey, do you guys think it'd be cool if your family and friend wrote you letters and you want to read them on the allotment day? That's something we could do together. Or, um, you know, are there maybe a handful that you do want to include? Because I know some locations that can have up to 20 guests. So these are things that you can talk about and provide solutions on the call. So listening and providing solutions, because that's what your brand is aligned with, is going to really help. So when you're calling your ideal clients and your brand is already aligned with their problems, you can provide a solution to their problems. Okay, another really key thing is it's important to always bring the conversation back to them. So remember, this is about them. This isn't about you. So I'm not going to be saying, like, oh, I'll make sure that we, you know, capture you opening your letters from your family and friends. No, bring it back to them. How are they going to feel? Let's make sure that you can include your family and friends. If that sounds really nice to you about the letters, I can help you do that. Like, if you want to give me the addresses or you want to give them my address, they can send it to me. I can bring them with me on the elopement. We can make sure that we set aside like a good 30 to 45 minutes of your day um, where you could have coffee together and open the letters and read them or whatever it is. And so we can brainstorm that together. And again, I'm bringing it back to them right? So everything I'm doing is bringing back to them. Or if they say like, hey, we really liked your style. Like we we saw that you do a lot of landscapes within the photos. It's really important to us that, you know, we chose Yosemite for a reason and we want your Yosem- Yosemite to be a big focus of the photos. We don't want too many close-ups. And then I can jump and be like, yeah, I love that. I would love to make sure for your wedding day that you can remember this amazing place that you chose. I know it's going to be really important to you that you had your wedding in Yosemite. Instead of saying, yes, I love to photograph in Yosemite. And i I love to capture the backgrounds of Yosemite and I love the dreamy light in Yosemite or I love the redwoods in Yosemite. Instead of talking about me and my business, bringing it back to them. So whatever you're doing, you always want to bring the conversation back to them and to their experience. Okay, so now that I kind of gave you an overall feeling of how you want to talk and how you want to communicate and the questions you want to ask and how you want to be a good listener and why you want to do the call, let's kind of go over an outline of how I do my calls. So I'm going to bring you into a very vague outline of how I kind of run my calls so that you can kind of have a vague outline for yourself, make an outline for yourself so you don't get too sidetracked and so you can make sure you get to all the points that you need to get to on the call. Remember, at the beginning, I said, you need to be the expert. You need to be driving the call and be in charge of the call. So this AI will help you kind of make sure you do that. So the first thing is I make sure I know their name before I get on the call. But if for some reason in the email, like I only got one of the couple's names and I never got the other name, I always, you know, ask both of their couple, both of the names of the people in the couple. Even if only one person is on the call with me, I want to know who the couple is, what their names are. You know, if, it, if it's a part of your brand, make sure you know their pr- pronouns, make sure you know how to address them and that you feel really comfortable in talking to them. The next thing is confirming the date. So a lot of my couples don't have a date, even when we get on the consult call, because they are going to do an adventure elopement and they've got to get the permit still. But they might know, like, I want Yosemite in the fall. And so I'm going to talk to them about, like, October is going to be a really great time for you. Do you want me to pencil in the month of October? And then we can talk about permits and get that date nailed in or if they do have a date I just confirm with them this is your date I do I do currently have that date available or I do currently have one more opening in fall for 2024 for October for Yosemite you want to confirm the date and the openings that you have and let them know kind of this is where you're starting to already set up that sense of urgency I have one more opening in the fall for Yosemite or I do have that date currently available but it does go fast Okay, once you confirm their names and the date, the next thing is to talk about the location or the venue. So again, if you have a venue, if they have a venue and they're doing more of a traditional wedding, you wanna make sure that venue is already booked because they don't really have the date until they've booked the venue. So making sure the date's actually booked, the venue's actually booked. And if they're doing elopement and they think they have a date, I have a lot of elopement people come to me and they're like, we're getting married on this date in this place. I'm like, did you get a permit yet? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, let's first apply for that permit. That date's really important for you because we want to make sure we get that date. And until you have that permit, it's not confirmed. It's kind of like that's how you get your venue as an adventure elopement person. Um, A couple is securing the permits that you're going to need, correct? So you want to confirm location and venue with them and make sure that it's a location and a venue that you can get to at that time of year and that you already have kind of that figured out in your pricing. And pricing is a whole other topic, but I include travel in my pricing. So you want to make sure that this is a location that you have pricing for. The next thing that I kind of go into is who's going to be included. So they're having more of a traditional wedding. Are you having a wedding party? How big is your wedding party? Who are you including? Um, What kind of family and friends are going to be there? How big is your guest list? Or they're doing more of an adventure or an intimate destination wedding. How many people are coming to the intimate destination? Is it a weekend gathering? Is are people going to be there for the whole thing are you having a wedding party if you're doing an adventure alone is it just the two of you are you bringing a dog Um, all of those kind of things that's kind of my next questions and this is a lot of times where I start asking these questions and this is where they start coming to me with well well we don't know who to invite or we don't know who to cut from the guest list or we don't know where to go or we don't know how to get the permits this is where you start to listen really well and then come back with the solutions Okay, so at this point in the call, you've established what type of wedding, what kind of guest count, who's going to be included, um, the location, the venue, the date, all those kind of things. Now you kind of want to talk about what drew them into your work so you can talk about that with them. So I'll ask them, hey, I'm so excited to work with you on this, and I just love to know what brought you in, what drew you into my work, so I can make sure that that's something that I really focus on for your day. And at this point, they'll say stuff like, oh, we just love the way that you capture the outdoors, or we love that you include these activities, or we really love that you always have these like dreamy sunset and sunrise photos, or we just love how... um, you know, cinematic things look or how not posed everybody looks or everyone looks comfortable in front of the camera, or when I was doing a lot of film photography, oh, we just love that film look. Um, all of that kind of stuff. And then once you find out what it is that drew them into your work, they usually have something that they'll point out right away. And they'll be like, oh, we're not photographers, we don't know how to say it, but like your photos are just not blown out. Like it doesn't look all one color. They don't know exactly what they're talking about, but they will start to tell you what it is that drew them in, and then you can educate them them about that, right? So when I did film, they'd say things like, I don't know, just there's not, your work just kind of looks, um, like there's not a lot of editing done and what I used to say is like oh yeah that's because I shoot film so it's really true to life and true to colors and it's really kind of that old school just film it's kind of how your day is is how it looks I don't do a ton of editing I shoot it on film I shoot it on digital I match the digital to the film and so then I can explain to them part of my process what makes me stand out and different from other photographers they might be speaking with and why the thing that drew them into my work is something that I uniquely do and how I do it so that's like a really important question to get to and then to bring it back to them again always bring it back to them right so oh you love you love my film work I cannot wait to shoot film at your wedding this is the kind of film that I have and I'd love to do this and this is what you know we can do we can make sure we get those shots right or if they're like we just love the dreamy like the golden light Oh, okay. Well, that's because I always put my elopements around sunrise and sunset. So you're guaranteed to get that dreamy light and most of your photos, of course, you know, those are really quick parts of the day. And so some parts of your day aren't going to have that dreamy light, but you're going to get a good part of your wedding day where we're out enjoying the sunrise and the sunset and getting beautiful photos in that golden light. So explaining your process to them and letting them know how that plays out in their wedding day is going to be really important as well. The next thing I usually like to ask them about is if they want to book an engagement session. Now, the more that I've done adventure elopements, the less people that want to book engagement sessions, but that's not always true. Even some of my adventure elopement couples are like, oh, we would love to do an engagement session, you know, but we're so far from you. And I'll be like, okay, well, I can send you over my travel dates. And maybe there's somewhere we're traveling in similar spots during the year. I'll be close to you at some point. We can put an engagement session together then. Or, you know, I can tell you, where I'll be and you can meet me there if that sounds like a fun place for you to meet me at and when I was doing more traditional weddings you know this is a really good question to ask like are you planning on doing an engagement session so that you can then have that as something you provide for them I would love to do your engagement session for you so that we can get together before the wedding and make sure that we get everything figured out and that you get some great images before the wedding and this is a great time for us to practice working together and for you to get comfortable in front of my camera. So really, for me, engagement sessions are an upsell. I don't include them. I know a lot of people include them in their packages. I do include it in my largest package when I did traditional weddings. I do not include them in any of my packages, a destination wedding photographer or a elopement photographer. It's something that they can add on. And so this is a great place for you to kind of provide the value. You don't actually do any selling at that point. You just let them know how great it could be to meet them for an engagement session, paint the picture of all the positive reasons why you want to do an engagement session. And then later you can send over the information about that and that's when you can sell them into the engagement session if you want to the next question i usually lead with is what are you most excited about for your wedding day or your elopement day at this point have a good feel of who they are and i can kind of guess like where they're going to go with this and i can start to lead and direct that as well so if they're like we're most excited about you know sunset in Yosemite or we're most excited about seeing Big Sur for the first time or we're most excited about our first look or we're most excited about including our friends and family or we're most excited about our dog being there. Whatever the piece is that they're most excited about and then you can build on that. They talk about a first look. Oh, great. I also love a first look. Here's some of the benefits of first look. Here's when I was thinking we could do it here's some spots I thought would be really awesome for it. And we can definitely dive more into this after you book. So kind of giving them some ideas and then letting them know you're going to continue this conversation after you book that you're going to continue to show up for them after they book and help them plan and figure out things. So it's really good to find out like what are they most excited about and how then can you relate that and align that with your brand? What pieces are they most excited about that you can come in and be the expert in? Okay, so once you figure out what they're most excited about, I usually then do ask about a first look. A lot of the times what they're most excited about will let you know if they're more leaning to a first look or not, or maybe they never even heard about what a first look is. This is a good time to educate them. I don't push my clients in either direction. I know some photographers are like, I really need them to do a first look because X, Y, and Z. But I tell them here, here are some of the pros and cons of doing a first look. Here's why I think it would be very beneficial to you. If you don't want to, it's totally up to you. This is your day. We're going to do it your way. But here are the reasons reasons why I think it could be beneficial to you and why it could be helpful. And then I let them really decide. So it gives us a good time to kind of talk about things. It shows me, again, as the expert, I'm able to help them. I give them some ideas. I listen to what they're feeling. If they're like, heck no, like we never wanted that. It's not what we envisioned. We want a very traditional you know, coming down the aisle. That's when we want to first see each other. That's really important to us. That's something we value. I'm not going to try and change their mind. I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to agree with them. I'm going to be, okay, okay, amazing. So we might need to and know will adjust the timeline later and think about some other things depending on what other things you value and we can talk about that after you book. When we put your timeline together we'll make sure that everything works even though you're not doing a first look. So letting them feel supported and heard in whatever they're doing and letting them know again I'm going to follow up with this once we book I'm going to make sure that we take care of this. And then my next question is usually like what's the most important thing for me to make sure I capture at your wedding day? What are what is the photo that you are most looking forward to looking back on? What do you, what photo do you think you're going to hang in your house or what photo are you most excited about having? Because I want to make sure that I can capture that. I want to make sure that, you know, that, I know what that is going in. And then this is a really important time for you to listen again, because if you hear like, oh, you know what? It's really important to me that we get a lot of candidates or a lot of lifestyle or a lot of documentary things. Then you can talk about how that's what you do in your brand and how you do that so well and why that's so important. Or if they say, it's just really important that we feel uncomfortable, like in front of the camera, we're really worried that we're going to be feeling uncomfortable all day because there's a camera in our face. Then you have an opportunity to talk about like, oh, OK, don't worry about that. Like, I've got you. I've had so many couples that feel just like you. And these are the things I do to help make sure you feel safe in front of the camera and that you're going to feel really comfortable and you're not even going to notice I'm there. Um, or they're like, hey, it's really important to us that, you know, we get a lot of family photos or it's really important to us that we get those sunset photos. Then you can talk about how you are going to do that and how your brand is also in alignment with that, what that means for you and for them. Another thing to ask them, especially if you're doing a formal wedding, is if there's any kind of special exit that you need to be aware of and capture like the sparkler exit or the flower exit, anything like that. That's really important to talk about. Um, If you're doing like a traditional wedding, if I'm doing more of an elopement, the things that I'll ask them is like, what are some of the things that you want to include? What activities? How do you want your day to be? Do you want it to have a lot going on? Do you want it to be really relaxed? Do you want to experience a new place together? Are you going back to a place that has a meaning to you? Are you guys going to include rock climbing or hiking? Or kayaking, is there something that's really important for you to include? One couple at this point was like, hey, we really want to have our ceremony on paddle boards. So that was really fun. Then we got to talk about, oh, what would that look like? And how would that even work? And how am I gonna do it? I was like, I think I would probably get a kayak. And so from there we talked about like I'll be in the kayak, you'll be in the paddle boards. This is how we're gonna make this work. And so that was super exciting to talk about. So it opens up a way for them to talk about like what's most important to them for their wedding day for you to capture and then you come in and say how you're gonna make sure that, that happens. So you're validating what they're telling you and you're providing a solution to make sure that that does get captured and that that does happen for them. And then for destination weddings, it's a really important time to ask, like, are you doing a whole weekend? Is there an after party? Is there a farewell brunch? Is there a welcome party or a welcome dinner? Um, do you want coverage of those things? If they say no at the time, it's okay. Just make a note and come back to that because you might be able to upsell them later and add some hours so they might decide later after they book that they do want to include some of those things. If they do say they want to include those things, you do want to make sure you have packaging that includes like two or three day options if you're doing destination elopements of weddings where people are going to have have like a weekend event or a two or three day event with their family and friends and they want to make sure that that gets captured so that's something else that i always ask about and then you want to ask about the traditions you want to ask about um you know if it's a traditional wedding like are they what dances are they having what's most important to them um are they going to want formal family photos um do they want like certain photos with our guest. Is there any special guests that are coming from out of town that I need to make sure we get a photo with? Anything like that. For more of those adventure and elopement kind of weddings, then I really at this point talk about like, are you bringing any guests with you? Is, you know, are there any certain photos that are really important that you have? Um, anything that really stands out to you? Is there a certain location that you had in mind that we really need to make sure we get to and include? Um, all of those kind of things. So at this point in the call, I'll usually kind of feel out if they have anything else that they really want to talk to me about, Um, kind of feel out where we're at. And if I feel like it's time to start to wrap up a call, I will kind of answer some of the questions that I know everyone asks. And I'll just say to them, hey, I know these are questions that most people ask, and I just want to get to them before we jump into any questions you might have additionally for me. So I know people want to know like about how many photos they're going to get, And so I let them know, like, this is about how many photos I deliver per hour. So if you book my six-hour package, you're going to get X amount of photos, right? Or um, they might ask about albums, and I let them know, like, albums are something you can add at any point. I've been doing this for a long time. If there's anything that you want created, I've probably done it before. Just ask. Um, Another thing that people ask is, you know, how long until I will get my images. So letting them know, do you offer like sneak peeks? How, you know, is it going to be like four to six weeks? Or how long is the turnaround time? Come, you know, come with those kind of questions that you need to answer. And at this t- point in the call is kind of when you answer those really basic questions that pretty much everyone's going to ask you. If they haven't asked already, if they already asked, you can skip this piece. Once I've kind of answered all those basic questions, I'll say, hey, do you guys have any other questions for me? And a lot of times they'll be like, oh my gosh, no, you answered all the questions that we had and some. So that's really how I liked it in the call. Like I'm like, okay, great. They felt heard. They also felt like I answered all their questions and that I was able to like anticipate the things. And I have to tell you, this matters so much. I had a couple one time say like, we have been on 10 different calls with different photographers and at the end of the call, like you were definitely you know, the most professional, you answer all our questions, you really heard the things that we had to say. And I get so much feedback on these consult calls that people are like, oh, I just feel so like like you were able to answer our questions um, and like this was such a productive call and you really helped us. That's what I want my couples to feel at the end of the call. Like I was helpful even if they didn't book me. At least I was helpful in helping them figure out some stuff and figure out maybe I'm not the perfect fit for them and who are they looking for in a wedding photographer. So I think it's really important that your whole goal at the end of the call is for them to feel like this was really productive and and they have their yes or no whether you are the perfect fit for them as the wedding photographer. So as I wrap up the call, I always kind of go back to my why. I share my passion with them. Like, I love doing this because X. This is why I do this. So if you have a brand mission statement and brand values, all those kind of things, this is kind of the time to let them know why you're so passionate about what you do and why you do what you do. And often the reply I get from that is like, oh my gosh, we can see that. Like, we can just tell in your voice and we can tell by talking to you. We can tell by your Instagram, like, you're so exciting about what you do. You love what you do. And we're so glad that, you know, we're going to have someone with us who really loves what they're doing. Then the next part of the process is for me to explain the next step. So this is kind of where you let them know the next steps I'm working with you. For me, this part of the process is, okay, so once we get off this call, I'm gonna send you an email over. The email is going to have the pricing guide in there and all my packages and collections. If you don't see something that fits with what you need, please reach out. I can always customize for you. If there's anything that you're looking for that is not included inside the package, I probably offer the upgrade. Just ask me and we can talk about it. I let them know that once they get that email from me, they will have four to eight hours to book, and that that email is going to include an online contract for them to sign. I let them know like it's pretty formal, and if they have any questions, they can reach out. Absolutely, once they sign the contract, like choose their collection, sign the contract, and pay the fifty percent deposit, you know their date is secure with me. And if they don't have a date yet, that means they have secured fall in October of 2024 and Yosemite with me and they have that spot because I only take a limited number of spots so either way whether they have an exact date or not they have secured their spot with me by putting that deposit down and after I get the deposit that I'll be in touch with them and we will start the planning process and there will be follow-up emails with questionnaires that I need them to fill out so we can continue working together and helping them build the wedding day of their dreams. So as you can see, a big piece of this is creating a sense of inner urgency, letting them know, I need to hear back from you. I'm going to hold your date for the next 48 hours. If you want to continue to hold that date, you're going to need to put that deposit down right? And you know what? Right now with the way the economy is, if you want to make your deposit 25% instead of 50% or you want to make it 500 for 30 days and after 30 days, you feel ready to go, you put down your 50%. Whatever you want to do, you can use that. The deposit is something you can be flexible when the economy is a little more difficult. I think that's a really good time to be flexible with deposits, not about not taking a deposit. You need a deposit to secure the date. But I know standard is like 50%. But when the economy is different, sometimes do 25% do whatever you know is going to make them be able to book with you within that 48 hours okay so a real quick recap what a consult is really important because it establishes trust and it's kind of gonna get that yes or no for them it's going to help you not get ghosted and get some good feedback on what you're doing right and make sure you have a perfect fit with this couple and that they align with you as well as they feel like you are a perfect fit so and then the best steps are going to be to make sure you've got that once you get an inquiry form, you quickly get them a link to get on their calendar and get a call booked within like 48 to 72 hours. And when you get on the call, you want to be driving the call, be in charge of the call. You want to ask questions and be a good listener. And you want to provide solutions. And then you want to create that sense of urgency and give them the next steps to working with you at the end of the call. All right, you guys, I really hope that this was helpful for you in figuring out how to create a really important piece of your workflow. And that is if you haven't done consult calls before, then I hope this will help you in deciding to add them into your workflow, because I think it's a really important piece of getting booked. If you have consult calls and you're not sure that they're going so well, hopefully this helped you nail down exactly how we can do your next consult calls. I am wishing you all the booking luck on your next calls and I'm so excited you guys joined in and tuned in today. I think this has been really fun. I am going to make sure that in the show notes, there's a link to HoneyBook because I talked about how I use HoneyBook to send over that first email with the link to my calendar, and they have a scheduler inside HoneyBook. So if you don't have HoneyBook, you can use my link to get access to that at a discount. All right, wild that's a wrap for today. Huge thanks for tuning in and sharing this adventure with me. Don't forget to drop a review and you might just score a free 1-on-1 coaching call with me. Imagine the trails we can blaze together. Keep blazing trails and stay wild until next time.